Hi, everyone, and welcome to another uh, iTalk with TUI. Um, delighted to be joined today by um, not one person, but two people, and two of my favorite people uh, to do iTalks with. Um, and uh, and uh, you can probably guess who they are, given the time of year it is and, and what's going on uh, this week or in these couple of weeks, this month, this month, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with that. So uh, so welcome to uh, the Chief Technical Officer uh, for IBMI, uh, Steve Will, and to the Products Offering Manager, uh, Alison Butterill uh, from IBM. And of course, what I want to talk to you guys about is 7.5. So Alison, start. Begin. Tell us all. <laughs> well, we are very excited to have a next release of IBM I coming out the door. And so very excited to have 7.5. Um, as you know, it was announced May the 3rd and will be available electronically on May the 6th. So very excited. Oh, I'm sorry, May the 10th. I apologize. Um, so we're really excited about that. We also have a new technology refresh for 7.4. Um, but we have some other things that are coming out along with uh, with our um, new release at the same time. So some offering things that will be changing. But yes, very excited. The team has been um, extremely busy wrapping up all the loose ends and getting those things out the door. So hopefully everybody's heard of that by the time that uh, you post this this discussion, Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, if they're finding out about it here, that's great too. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Steve. Yes. What's in 7.5? Come on, tell us about 7.5. Okay, so 7.5 being a major release, um, of course, the core of our operating system is DB2. So, so there are some key things in 7.5 that you'll uh, need to get to 7.5 to get to take advantage of in, in DB2. One of the biggest ones for SQL programmers is the Boolean data type. Um, it's something that other uh, SQLs have had for a while that um, our client base has been, has been working around the fact that they didn't have that. So it's good to have that. And of course, with the support of that in, in SQL for in DB2 for I, it also extends into the languages, including RPG and JSON and all that stuff. So with our op operating system being as integrated as it is, when we do a big thing like that, um, there's a lot of stuff that we have to uh, coordinate to make sure it all comes out at the same time. So it can't be TR'd back. But just to mention that, our strategy these days is if you can make uh, a new enhancement come out, not only with the major release, but also with the technology refresh that comes out for the previous release, 7.4, most of our team is finding ways to do that. So a lot of the things that our database team puts out at the 7.5 timeframe also goes back to that TR6. So you'll find a number of different things for database engineers and for SQL folks. It's just some of the bigger things like Boolean, for example, needs a major release so that everything's all lined up. So that's there. Um, and we have some uh, really exciting stuff coming out with DB2 Mirror. Uh, you'll remember that the DB2 Mirror product came out with 7.4 to allow continuous availability by pairing two systems together. The promise behind DB2 Mirror was always 
that you could have uh, a non-disruptive release upgrade. And now we get to prove it. If you're using 7.4 in a DB2 mirror environment, you've got 7.4 and 7.4 next to one another, and they are essentially providing you one virtual system as far as your applications are concerned. You'll be able to take one of your 7.4 systems down, install 7.5, bring it back up again, and you'll have a pair running 7.5 and 7.4, and you didn't take any downtime to install 7.5. Then you'll be able to take your 7.4 system down while everything's running on 7.5, install 7.5, bring it back up again. And again, now both systems are up, running. You never took downtime. It has been one of the key requirements that uh, caused us to put DB2 Mirror out in the first place. And so we're happy to be able to get it out there uh, doing that. So that's one of the key cornerstones of 7.5. Um, and then security, security, security. Throughout the operating system, we have addressed many of the security concerns that our clients have had, particularly around auditing. Um, we've uh, made so many of our objects star public star use that used to be star public star change because so many auditors don't understand how IBMI works and they say, oh, all these objects can be changed. That's a bad thing. In general, it really wasn't, but um, we can make that change. We've tested it um, and we can show auditors things. We are also encrypting our passwords or allowing you, if you want to, to encrypt your passwords with a much stronger encryption algorithm. So just all throughout the operating system, how we're treating data and how we're treating security gets stronger and stronger. Um, there's just a whole bunch of stuff there. I, I, hope, I hope everybody who uses data and security on the platform takes a look at some of the cool key things that are coming out with 7.5. And as much as possible, we put them back on 7.4, so yeah. There's a whole bunch of other stuff too, but you know, I don't want to give the whole pages. thing in this thing. <laughs> pages and pages and pages, pages and of pages. stuff. Yeah, I have a hundred, a <laughs> hundred page presentation, but those are, those are some of the key highlights. We talk, might talk about more, but well, like the new navigator. Um, hopefully all of your, uh, your listeners have paid attention to the fact that new navigator was put out um, last year and it has been a tremendous uptake so while it's not specifically related to 7.5, there are a whole bunch of new enhancements related to this announcement. And this is when new nav becomes the nav, right? It's the navigator for the platform now. Um, so we're talking about that heavily as well, even though, as I said, it's not specifically for 7.5, it's for all of the uh, supported releases, but um, we're gonna talk heavily about it. So, so basically what you're saying here, Steve, is that over the last two years, you know, over, during lockdown, People have been kind of busy working on stuff in oh, Rochester with the happy affairs. Oh yeah. I yeah. I will I will say I have um I am in awe of Steve and his whole team on the volume of what they've put together, considering they've only been back in the office the last couple of months. Everything else was done remotely and it's truly amazing what they've managed to produce for seven five and rolled some of it back to seven four as well. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, I, I've been sitting in on a couple of the presentations and I, I, have, I was saying to somebody the other day, um, I think one of the one of the calls I was in that, that you guys were on with, 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 with the rest of the teams and all that. And, and it took the best part of two hours just to go through the highlights of every area. 
on the thing. And I remember saying to somebody afterwards, I said, I vaguely remember that these calls used to take about 45 minutes. Or am I missing something? (laughs) (laughs) And it it was just volume, just this absolute volume. But um, Alison, since since you were talking there, um, it's not just on the operating system. There are there are some new stuff on offerings as well, aren't there? Uh, That's absolutely true. So a couple of um, just a couple of quick things. The first is, we are announcing on the small size machines an alternative way to acquire entitlements to IBMI. So previously you would pay for the entitlement and then you would continue to pay SWAMA every year after that. We're announcing um, the the industry is moving this way. We're announcing a, a form of subscription for a IBMI on the PO5 software tier. So we're calling it subscription term licenses, which means you commit to a particular length of time, one year, two years, three years, and you pay a lower acquisition cost because, of course, it's a subscription. So at the end of the term, um, the term's over. If you want to continue using it, you negotiate a new term. Um, But it's a different way of acquiring. It's moving more towards an operational expense model rather than a capital expense model. So this mm-hmm. is the first tier where we're delivering it, and we will put it on other uh, software tiers as we go forward, as well as uh, we'll move it out to the um, licensed program products as well. So that's one of the things, and my last sentence leads me to the next thing, which is a simplification. You know, we've been wor- looking at our whole portfolio of products, and we have so many um additional licensed program products and optional features that are orderable with the operating system. And we've been um, examining over the last, I would say two years, how to get those down into a simpler way to manage all of this additional function. So you get your operating system and then you can order up to about 30 different optional features and LPPs today. With 7.5, we are going to announce a simplification step where we are taking the price of many of those LPPs down to zero. So when you have IBMI, you will be entitled to um, order, and it still requires an order, step one, still order, but at no additional charge, you will be entitled to get all of or a whole number of the LPPs. We're doing that as step one. Step two, we'll be figuring out how to integrate that function. So when you order IBM I, you will automatically get entitlement to those. You won't have to also order them. But the good news is you order them at no cost. And the reason we've done that is as we move into things like subscription, what we're left with is in fact only 12 orderable entities. So you have um, the operating system and 11 other LPPs. So it makes it a lot simpler for everybody to manage um, just that smaller number than the 30 we had before. So very excited about that. Um, as I said, it will it will take effect for um, 7.x. It will take effect for everything from 7.1 to 7.5, but you'll get entitlement to those other um, L, L, to those other LPPs at no charge. I think this yeah, is going to be I, really I, I, exciting. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. exciting. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously having a problem with my hearing because I, I, I could have sworn that you, I, I heard you use the word simplification. Um, and I'm sorry, from, from IBM, that, that, that doesn't usually make sense. But, but I'm, I'm going to have to listen to the recording of this again later just to make sure I didn't mishear what you just said. No, and I would expect that many of your listeners will be surprised when we say you get entitlement to some licensed program products at no additional charge. That might also yeah, be a yeah. bit of a surprise. But yeah. um, and let, me, let me talk about a couple of things here that are really going to benefit uh, we've been talking for years about how DB2, if you have the DB2 symmetric multiprocessing additional product, um, that you can really take advantage of the multi-threading on the platform. Uh, if you do this, we've been encouraging people to do it. And, and it didn't cost very much in comparison to the value that it had, but now to have it cost zero, everybody will be able to take advantage of the multi-threaded multi-processing cores that are available to them. Um, and it will improve their, their DB2, their SQL, and it doesn't cost them any more. I mean, that's just, <laughs> it's one of, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 Actually, as you were saying it, that exact product is what was running through my mind. And I was going, oh, I wonder if that's going to be in there. (laughs) So thank you. I I didn't even have to ask. No, um, there are still some, we still have some separately orderable um, LPPs. I don't want anybody to think that, you know, they've all gone to no charge. There are still, as I said, about 11 or 12 of them. And these are ones that for various reasons, we've kept independent, separate. Maybe it's the licensing metrics we have or other things, but it was a requirement. But as many as we could, we moved into in, um, entitlement with the operating system. So I, I'm sure we're hearing cheering from your listeners. Yeah, yeah. So uh, coming to cheering, I'm, I'm going to come to, I've, we, I've been holding, holding back on this because obviously <laughs> me being a developer, uh, this is the big part of, uh, of, of, of the announcement. So, um, so uh, Merlin. Merlin. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> oh, I, I'd be happy to talk about Merlin for as long as we can talk about Merlin, but let me just, let me just try and give you an <laughs> overview. All right, so we all know that modernization of applications is one of the biggest things uh, that our part of the industry cares about. It's actually something that all of the industry cares about, but certainly the IBMI portion of the industry cares about modernization. And what we've been doing for the past couple of years is trying to crystallize around a message that tells people, here are the kinds of attributes your modern application needs to have. I know. Uh, I, I presented at a couple of events that you guys have run, for example, Paul, uh, talking about next-gen apps. Well, as we've been doing this, we've been preparing this new set of tools that'll come out that's called Merlin. Now, Merlin, everybody should probably understand, Merlin, from a legendary point of view, was a grand wizard. He was a wizard of wizards. He was a magician of magicians. And so that's what Merlin is. It's a wizard of wizards. It's, it is a way to help you modernize your applications and the way you develop your applications using a set of integrated um, wizards, all browser-based wizards that will help you do modernization of your existing code, plus turn into a a DevOps methodology for developing that code. Um, 
it actually runs, um, the tooling itself runs in OpenShift containers. So running on top of Linux. So these tools, rather than needing to be installed on individual developer PCs, will be installed on some server somewhere. We anticipate that most of our clients will just have a Linux environment next to their I environment on their power system. Um, and those tools then will be driven by the browsers on the developer's um, systems. So those things won't have to be installed on the systems. And you'll have a browser-based IDE, so a great, uh, a great editor with all the bells and whistles you'd expect. Um, you'll have an environment to do your CID CD setup that's going to store all of your source code instead of in various, various places on IBM I, it'll store it in the Git repository. It'll do that automatically for you so you don't have to know anything about it. Um, it'll use Jenkins to help you do the continuous integration, continuous deployment stuff. So we have simplified the adoption of DevOps. We have provided a, a browser-based interface to, to do your development and your enhancements, um, all in this new tool called Merlin. And it's, it's one of the most exciting things we've done. And it's one of the fastest products we brought to market. And some of that is because we've had advisors who know how to do modernization working alongside us throughout this whole thing uh, to make sure that when we come out the door, we will have the kinds of tools that people want for their code development, for their DevOps, et cetera. Uh, we're pretty excited. We hope people can join us at events uh, and listen to our webcast, but it's gonna be it's gonna be even better if you can sort of see it hands-on. Um, it's it's really pretty mm. impressive. Yeah, I mean, and and it it's the um it, it, the thing to me with this, Steve, is gonna be the the as they say, the devil is in the detail. Sure. Um it, 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 I mean, sorry, I've I've got a list of 200 questions I could ask you here about this, but, but I'm sorry, we, we we really, really don't 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 have the time for this. But it it is um it, it is conceptually to me quite an exciting shift away from the traditional, uh, if I put it that way, uh, the the sort of traditional development that's out there and going more towards what would be a common um, development uh, environment stroke strategy that are on in the rest of the industry outside of IBMI. Yeah, you know, plugging into that. We have a lot of customers who, because they have been modernizing, have been adopting these more modern development approaches like using Git, like using Jenkins. And they've had to kind of force fit the IBM I infrastructure into that because we historically haven't naturally stored our code there, for example, our source code there. Mm. Well, this is gonna be an easy way for folks who haven't done that to transition. And if you're already doing something like that with the other code associated with the rest of the systems that you have in your infrastructure, we'll be able to just not only fit right into that, but wrapper it in a simple way so that you won't have to deal with the complexities that you have to do in the other platforms. So we're going to really IBMI this. We're going to make it simple. We're going to, right? So, so one of the things I'll say, um, Steve mentioned advisors. We have had um, a few what I would call early users from various companies. And I will tell you, one of the younger developers um, has refused to go back and use the older traditional kind of IBMI tools. He actually said um, to his boss, you better figure out how to order me one of these so that I get it right on the day it becomes available. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Okay, so um, um, okay, be, be, before we go, um, so two things I, I want to uh, finish with on, on a more lighter side. So, so Alison, um, you, you just landed last night. I did. Yeah. Back you know, in the air. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, you know, it's really exciting. Our whole team is, you know, we've been doing virtual events. They've been very successful, uh, but they are what they are. I think the world, I think our whole community is really anxious to get back and see people face to face and reconnect. And, you know, it, it's, it's really starting to pick up. Our travel requests are coming in fast and furious. And um, we, are, we are going to get back on the road. So the team will be at Common North America in New Orleans in a couple of weeks. Then we'll be in Alicante, Spain at Common Europe, um, a few weeks past that. And we have all manner of smaller user group events, some vendor events, some partner events. We have a number of different things we're doing from now and already booking in the fall. It's just amazing. And we're we're thrilled. I mean, travel is, I, I have always done a lot of travel when I've had this job. And I really enjoy traveling and meeting our clients face-to-face, -face, finding out what they're doing hearing their feedback so we're thrilled we're thrilled yeah. that's all i'll say yeah and and the one i'm going to leave on, i actually gave it i gave a hint to this at the very start when i introduced you steve and, and i introduced you at the as the uh the chief technical officer because um it's a congratulations to you because you have been made a distinguished engineer in ibm Yes, indeed. It's uh, it's quite an honor. Um, yeah, a distinguished engineer is an executive level position um, that's given out to people who are purely technical. You know, I don't manage people. I'm not a an executive who manages people. But um, it's a great honor, of course. It's also, by the way, a great recognition of the importance that IBM places on the IBM I platform because to have a technical executive for our platform indicates that they know that we need to stay strategic uh, in order for us to contribute to the kind of um, kind of financial results and customer satisfaction that the IBM company needs. And so to have a distinguished engineer uh, and well, to have it be me is of course an honor, but to have it for the community is, is really a great thing. Totally yeah, agree well, and uh, well-deserved. Thank you. Yeah, it took the words right out of my mouth, Alison. So and I think that is a perfect note to, to leave it on. So uh, Steve, Alison, thank you so much for your time. Um, good luck over the next few weeks being back on the road and hitting all of the events. Uh, hopefully our paths will cross uh, somewhere uh, along the lines. And um, and uh, that's it for uh, this iTalk, folks. Uh, tune in again uh, for the next one. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Thanks, Paul.